He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Welcome, everybody, back to the Anthony Irwin Show. I am Anthony Irwin. Today, joined by uh, somebody who covers this specific thing about as well as as anybody. Uh, Michael Sykes, he writes for For the Win. He does uh, Special Delivery, uh, which is the the YouTube page where he he covers kicks. And then he also has a substack, The Kicks You Wear, um, where he wrote about the Kobe Bryant uh, release, the Gianna... uh, memorial uh shoe release that uh has quite a few people rightfully upset that is going to be the subject of today's show mike how you holding up i'm good man i'm good uh still recovering from the the whirlwind that was that uh that kobe (laughs) release this weekend but i'm i'm good otherwise yeah there's a lot to get to on this subject and uh you know we'll we'll dive into the kobe the, these these this latest release uh, into more detail here in a bit, but just like just kind of as a foundational issue here with the culture as it stands right now. So like when I grew up, when I you know when I was growing up, um, for one thing, like we wore shoes for a different reason than I think people wear them nowadays. Like and and obviously like back then I was playing, so like I. I've never really messed with LeBron shoes because I, we, you and I talked about this before. They're so big, they're, they're so tanks. Big. And, <laughs> and so like, it always was why I was never really that interested in, in LeBron shoes. And even Jordan's uh, for a while got so big and so heavy, um, you know, later in, in the run. It's why I love, and so many people love Kobe shoes beyond it being Kobe's, but like they are the, in my opinion, the most practical kind of, uh, shoe line that was out there there for a while and it was funny uh going from you know when i was playing it was relatively easy to get kobe's like when i was when i was growing up um now again like i graduated high school in 04 so you know that was basically at the prime of coat like i I basically played through kobe's prime and, and especially his shoe prime um it was really easy to get his shoes and you just walked into whatever store it was that you felt like getting shoes from uh, you saw the model there that you wanted, you tried them on, you left the store and it was, it was so nice. Like it was, it was, <laughs> it was so easy to have shoes back then. And, and then now you have, you know, these shoe releases where you have to have like an art, you have to overcome an army of bots or you have to pay two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times, uh, what these shoes actually cost. When did that switch? Like, I feel like I kind of. You know, I, I was playing and I was into shoes and then I I, try, I started trying to do this for a living and I didn't have any money for a long time. And then I finally like we I started getting a decent amount of like, you know, fungible income. And I was just like, all right, I want to get back into shoes. <laughs> like the shoe industry it's was so like, you don't. You really, ridiculous. really don't. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like I would not recommend this life for, for anybody, honestly. I mean. There are a few different places that you can kind of pinpoint it, right? Like the one that I always go back to is the um, the Pigeon Dunk release in like, I think that was like 2005, 2004 in that range. And like, that was one of the moments where like you, you kind of see the hype for a sneaker 
like being tangible. Like there are people who are actually going to this store and rioting for for a chance to buy this sneaker. And that kind of like progressed from that moment and continued to like snowball into the, you know, the South Beach LeBron uh, eights and the, mm-hmm. the Galaxy phone posits from 2012. And then like you go into um, uh, the the fragment Jordan ones in uh, was that 2014 2015 and then and then like you get to like the Virgil Abloh era and and everything like that and so like in between that time like everything kind of shifts online because people are wilding out for these sneakers like yeah. people are like in line ready to fight ready to riot ready to do whatever it takes to to get these sneakers get these these Jordans these dunks whatever whatever it be whatever the case may be. And then these companies decide, okay, like instead of this, instead of putting you all in the same space, like we're just going to have you come to the store, like you enter into a raffle Mm -hmm. and then we'll contact you if you get the sneaker or whatever. And then, like I said, that moves online and you you have to get the app and you have to enter and then you have to to wait 10 minutes before it, it lets you know if you if you're getting the sneaker or not. And and so like as things continue to progress online like people figured out that yo like this is sort of like the ticket industry where like we can use these different bots to um to to kind of cheat the system and, yeah and move faster than than the regular manual human and then on top of that and this is what i honestly think is the the bigger problem here is that a lot of these releases um there's just never going to be enough supplied to meet yeah. demand right and so like it's not even the bots that you're, you're competing with it's the other manual users like you who are trying to to buy these sneakers maybe you know maybe somebody does want to wear them maybe they want to flip them whatever the point is like everybody is trying to get this shoe at one time and so then you just get get a scenario where somebody is going to leave upset here yeah. like there's going to be uh uh so somebody's gonna be mad at yeah the end of the day. And, well, and that's kind of what we keep seeing with the kobe thing well that was the thing though is like like that wasn't out of the ordinary like it never there were times where there were shoes that i wanted you know and i would go to the store and you would see the line around the building you'd be like all right not getting that i wear i wear size 10 and a half that's a that kind of flies off the shelves um and and you know you show up to the store and you realize yep not getting those or you didn't win the <laughs> raffle or whatever right. and you just kind of move on. Um, so like, I, I, I don't know, I've never really felt like from the outside looking in now, cause I, I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not really, you know, if I see a pair of shoes that I like online or something like that, I might get them, but I'm not out there trying to collect shoes. So that's not for one thing, my, my wife would murder me. But then the other thing too, <laughs> is just like, it's, it just seems like such a headache because um, I, you know, not getting a pair of shoes was, a part of the experience but i think what what's different now is that like people just know going in yeah i'm not getting these yeah and like that was the thing with kobe this this kobe release was you know they they said how this was all going to go down and i think the overwhelming response that i saw online from the people that i follow who are interested in these shoes just like yeah this isn't happening and i think that seems to be the the biggest frustration right now yeah, for sure. And and the thing about it is like like you said, like this has been a thing that has been present in sneaker culture for forever. I mean, it's always been a culture of um 
not necessarily like exclusivity, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it is now. Yeah, like right. It definitely. Yeah, sure it is. You know, but like it, it, it always has been aspirational in a sense. Yeah, you know, like you know, back in the day, maybe like there was some Jordans that you were like, "Yo, I really want to get those," and and like you you felt like you had a better chance of getting them because like there were so many options where like. Yeah, you could you could maybe like go to to the store that wasn't in your neighborhood, and maybe the shoe would still be there, yeah. right? With with sneakers now, like everything is online, so so it's like everything. We're all coming to this one center point, or mm-hmm. these these few center points, right? And trying to get these same sneakers from the same pool, and it just doesn't really work that way. And with these Kobe specifically, Nike told us from the jump on um, I guess it was last Thursday that the only way that you guys are getting these sneakers from us is if one, we choose you <laughs> via our exclusive access, right. um, the, the exclusive access. There's a giant and, red flag right there. Yeah, it's 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 automatic. <laughs> That's just like, okay, like I I never get exclusive access. Like, and if I do, it's it's very rare. So like automatically I'm just thinking like, okay, I don't really have much of a shot, but then they say, you know, you, you also have the, the sneakers pass, which is a, um, a, a geolocation feature that they have on the sneakers app where like, if you're in a specific location, you can enter in the app for a pass to go get them from a, a local store in whatever the location is. And that location mm-hmm. specifically was in LA. So like Kobe Bryant is a global icon. Like I think yeah. that's, that's safe for everybody to say. Yeah. And like you're you're limiting a select number of pairs for people in LA, which makes sense because he played for the Lakers. But at the same time, like there are people who have been waiting for two years at this point since since his tragic death to, yeah. to try and get a pair of sneakers. And so like you're limiting people's options here, and you're telling people, okay, like you have a chance, but you have to trust us to know that. You are a true, genuine Kobe Bryant fan, maybe more than this person over here is a yeah. genuine, true Kobe Bryant fan. And even through all of that, like you have to trust us to also sift through all the bots and all the resellers and everything else with it. And it's just like there's no transparency with the situation. Yeah. Like we we have no idea what the parameters are. We have no idea what they're looking at, what what sort of history you have to have to, to sort of qualify for this thing. And we also don't really know how many pairs were available. Now, there was reportedly 93,000 available, according to, um, I mean, pretty, it, so so when you're, when you're, when people are using these bots, right, like, mm-hmm. sometimes you'll get a stock number from those, like the bots yeah. will tell you that, like, okay, there are this many, there's this many pairs av- available, and they're like, sneaker stock accounts on Twitter that that give you stock numbers, but none of those are verified. None of those are coming yeah. from Nike. So it's really hard as as a consumer to know, okay, this is this is what I'm working with. This is the field that I'm playing against. And then like you got millions of people trying to buy maybe a hundred thousand shoes. Maybe. <laughs> and it's like maybe. I don't yeah. I don't know. Like that's very disheartening. It, it can be very disheartening for people. Well the part that I didn't get was like Nike knew that all right, ninety three thousand shoes. Come on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> even even if it's like even if we round up to a hundred thousand shoes, 
it's been two years since Kobe's have been widely available in any way uh, because of how things went down between Nike and the Bryant estate. Um, they had to know that this was going to be insane. So this notion that like, oh man, it just, we were blindsided by the fact that so many people wanted these shoes. That right there is bullshit from, from yeah. the get-go. And then the other part is like, I saw a lot of people kind of, the, the defense was like, well, it's hard to just go back and remanufacture these shoes when they've been out of distribution for as long as they have been. And it's like, all of this just feels like the the hot dog, the guy in a hot dog meme who's like, I just have no idea. I don't know how this happened. How could this happen? <laughs> We're trying to find the person responsible for this. You know, it's just, it, it's just Nike just seemed to have created so many issues here along, along the path here. And the part that I really don't get is like the proceeds from these shoes are supposed are, are going to charity, right. which uh, if you're going to be making a charitable uh, donation as a result of selling these shoes, you would think you would want to make as sizable a donation to charity as you could possibly make. So limiting the shoes, it's like bad PR. It's, it's, you're only going to piss off the millions of people who aren't going to have access to these hundred thousand pairs of shoes. Um, and, and it's just the, the whole thing is, is just, it's so counterintuitive to me that I find myself wondering, like, why, why is this created this way? So I, I guess the question I keep returning to is, why is exclusivity such an in, 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 uh, integral part of this culture now? Like, it, it always was kind of, you said aspirational, I think that was a great word for it when I was growing up. But now it's, it is, it's basically hey influencer x hey pj tucker hey devin booker or whatever whatever player it is they get to brag about all of the shoes that they have um like th that that seems to be the culture now and i i i why why is that the case here it's marketing it's marketing yeah. plain and simple it's like okay you you see these shoes on instagram like you see like you said you see the influencers you see the nba players and those are like the things that that you want. Those are the things that make you a little bit more special than, yeah. you know, your contemporaries. Those are the things that like, if you have that, like you can feel better, like you can, you can flex on people. Like mm -hmm. there's like, like flexing is a culture now yeah. for people. Like that's the thing that people actually want to do, you know, like, and, and it's weird. Cause like it, it didn't really feel that way before, like years ago, like it was more of, you know, if I, come in with a cool pair of shoes that maybe you haven't seen before, then, you know, maybe that's a flex because I found these, like I, I dug yeah. through the crates. I went to the store and I, I, I got these, but now it's like, yo, you got those. How would you get those? Like, yeah. I didn't even think that it was possible to, to get something like that, whether it's a Kobe shoe or a Virgil joint or whatever, you know? And it's like, it felt, it felt also like growing up, it was a conversation starter, right? Mm -hmm. It was like you walk into a room, somebody sees a nice pair of shoes and you're like, oh shit, where did you get those from? And you would like, it would lead into this conversation about how like, oh yeah, I went to this store over here. I went over here. I had this connect over here. Um, now it feels like a conversation ender where it's like, you know, you see this, oh shit, where did you get those from? Don't even bother. Right. Oh, <laughs> you gotta, okay. cause you gotta, you gotta, you like, if you don't know, then, then you yeah. don't know. Like, it's like, it's literally one of those, if you know, you know, type deal. And that's like, that's one of my least favorite parts about yeah. this shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, it's like, it's very exclusionary to a lot of people, which is like the the thing that I try to combat in the newsletter and with the mm -hmm. sneaker unboxing show. It's like, 
I want people to feel like they're welcome yeah. into into this stuff. And 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 so like every that, Thursday, my my feed is bombarded with yeah, your, exactly. with your YouTube, but I I really enjoy it. I I really enjoy the culture aspect of that. Yeah, no, and I appreciate that. That's like something that like if if I were coming into this, like that's the kind of energy that I would want to see as opposed yeah. to, you know, people telling, telling you, yo, you gotta, you gotta get your money up to get these Kobe's like, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta move a little bit faster. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. that's like, no, like, come on, man, that's, that's bullshit. Like, that's not how this is supposed to be. This is supposed to be fun for everybody, you know? And, and so like you get back to that, that, that marketing point, man, it's like, this is the thing that kind of, fuels nike like they legitimately have a budget item called demand creation like they put mm -hmm. money into this to make sure that people want these specific hyped sneakers to keep nike in the news on the twitter feeds on the instagram feeds, yeah. in the headlines you know so people can like when when you miss these products when you miss a, a kobe shoe for example like maybe you'll turn around and you'll go buy uh i don't know a a Kyrie fly trap two or something yeah. like that. Like, I don't know, like something just, close to it. Yeah. Something close to it. Something that reminds you of it. Something that like, it, it's a, it's a, a, um, a second place prize basically. Yeah. Like yeah. you'll come back and spend more money with this because you love these shoes so much and you want to feel a part of this culture. And like, if you're not doing this, then like you're nobody, you know? So it's like, I, it, it, it's very frustrating, but, but that's kind of, that's kind of what it, what it is uh, rooted in from, from my view. Is it fixable? Like, do you think there, do you think, is there a desire to fix how exclusive, uh, exclusive it's become? From Nike? Absolutely not. Because yeah. this is like, this is moneymaker for them, yeah. right? Like they are, this company is as big as it's ever been, as frustrated as people are, they are still printing money over there <laughs> yeah. in, uh, in Oregon. And it's like, why fix something that isn't necessarily broken right like yeah they they have acknowledged before i guess i should say reportedly acknowledged before that the frustration feels a little bit different now mm -hmm. from the consumer to the point where like they're like worried like yo are we are we eventually going to lose people because of this and then like you have this whole um direct to consumer initiative that they have going on where like they are pulling their products from out of stores like they they've already done it from a lot of small mom and pop shops that are around the country. Um, I know uh, you probably seen the news that like they they were pulling product from Foot Locker. Like there was a, a bunch of yeah. confusion around that um, earlier this year. But like that's the thing that is like limiting Nike sneakers even more um, in yeah. different in different locations. And so like you're you're kind of just pulling people's options away. And so it, it, you wonder if it ever gets to a point where like people are just like you know what. Fuck it, I'm gonna just wear Adidas from now on, or like yeah. you know what, uh, I'm gonna just go to New Balance from now on, because like the the brand loyalty I aspect have. for like, Nike is there. <laughs> no, a lot of people have. Like yeah. there, there are people who have legitimately done this, and that's that's a concern for them for sure. But like, I don't think it's uh, a significant enough enough a number yeah. of uh, people for them to just completely be like, yo, we need to just redo this whole system. And then the thing about it in redoing the whole system is that. Like you said, you know, when you develop a sneaker, it takes a long time to do. Like these shoes take yeah. a year to two years in advance to to not only design but mass produce and then put to the market. So you gotta ship it out, and and we have this whole supply chain disaster 
um, globally right now that just isn't really helping things um, by by any means. So it's like you it it even if they wanted to to sort of shift gears with this thing, it'd take a while for that to happen. And so like that leads to a situation like we saw this weekend where like you have an already created allotment of sneakers in this uh, Mambasita Sweet 16 shoe that they they were supposed to put out but didn't put out. Now that the deal's back on, they can put it out. Then they put it out and it's a disaster because they're just, there just is no way for them to, to satisfy the demand that they've yeah. created on these things. Did you even try? Did you try for the Mambasitas? Nah, I mean, I couldn't, right? Like it was yeah. like it was like you had to you had to be chosen. And then also, um, when you go to the uh <laughs> you go to the the um Mamba and Mambasita Foundation website to try and buy them, like it goes into your cart out of stock. So it's like you can't really you can't really make a legitimate attempt. Like I would love to have gotten them, but like I wasn't going to like I, I just refuse at this point to to bang my head against the wall and try yeah. to get get these sneakers honestly and it's such a shame because there are a lot of people who are like like there are definitely bigger kobe fans out there than myself like kobe's dope to me and like that's a dude that like 1000 percent like the work ethic everything that goes in with him his mm -hmm. his uh values is more it's like that's that's what you should aspire to but like for me it's just like seeing all the 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 people who have followed him for his whole career, seeing all the Lakers fans, all the hardcore NBA fans who are just like, dog, like I've been waiting for two years <laughs> to get yeah. even one pair, not even this specific pair of these Kobe sneakers, but just like one pair. A pair. Yeah. yeah a pair. I can't yeah. do it without spending three, four, five, six hundred dollars to twelve hundred dollars, like we yeah. saw yesterday. You know, and it's like that. That's pretty ridiculous, man. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's it, the the part of the the you know because I again I, I grew up. If you like you you heard a shoe was being released and you head out to to Foot Locker or um, back then it was Nike Town that was down there in, in Costa Mesa that I would mm -hmm. go to, and um, you know you would show up and like trying the shoe on it was like a part of the experience now. The part, the part that like I, I, I can't keep, I can't help but kind of laugh at is, all right. So you win the raffle that allows you to get this shoe. You get the shoe, and it's not in your size. Then what? Or like, if it doesn't fit right, then what? <laughs> so like, <laughs> how many people now, as a result of of how out of whack shoe culture has gotten, are wearing shoes that they don't even fit their feet <laughs> anymore? Ooh. Like, it's just. And, and the other thing too is, you know, because of how much people were spending on shoes, like, are you, are you even willing to, to, to wear them out? Like, it's just, it, it's so, it's so far beyond what I thought that shoe culture used to be. You would wear, you would get a, a, a pair of shoes that you were really excited about. You would wear them out and you would like walk around with a bubble around you if possible so that nobody could step on them. But it would start a conversation because you wore those shoes out. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, now, like to a certain extent, putting them on your Instagram or putting them on your social media, or whatever, is kind of doing that. You don't have them at risk of, of getting stepped on or something. But like, it's just so, it's so online. It's so detached from the culture that I re recall growing up. And, and, and it just seems like, 
there's no way to get it back to that, you know, COVID yeah. aside, like we aren't even seeing each other, you know, regardless, but, but like just the, the notion of, you know, I would go to, I remember the first time I went to, to, um, Vegas summer league and you see all these people that are covering the sport and they all, you know, you, you can tell people packed a certain pair of shoes so that when they see so-and-so they could say, Hey, these are the shoes that I got. And then you see, here's the shoes here. Right. And it's just, that's just not, it's not a thing anymore. And it's right. wild to me that we've gotten to this point. Yeah. It's, it's very, like I said, it's very disheartening, honestly. And then like the thing about it is that like, you can kind of see where it feels to people like Nike and other companies are sort of like pushing things this way, because like, like you said, like, you 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 get like say you get exclusive access your size isn't there what are you supposed to do like the only thing available to you is to buy a pair that is either too big or too small that you can't wear and mm -hmm. if you still want the shoe then like your only choice really would be to resell that shoe because like returning it if you if you say yo uh i would like to exchange this shoe for a, a number another one in my size like there are no more in your size dude like they're sold out like those are gone like there's <laughs> right, no yeah. exchanging here like you can't you can't do any of that it's not a normal shopping experience it's literally you being able to purchase an asset at this point and and nike yeah. is kind of pushing things to that point when they allow people to to buy sneakers that are that are not their size and, and look like it's it's fine like sometimes you're buying shoes for somebody else so like yeah. you're not always going to buy your size but mm -hmm. like to to sort of say okay like exclusive access is no guarantee for for your size it's like then what'd you would you pick me for like <laughs> pick somebody that that has a, a who can wear them yeah like <laughs> pick somebody who can wear them man like i can't i can't do anything with this. like the only thing that i could do is resell this sneaker and then like that goes into just perpetuating once again this resale culture that we all see is so toxic where like you have this sneaker that was made to honor Kobe's daughter on what would have been her 16th birthday, becoming a literal asset for people to yeah. sell and trade online. Like that is five gross. minutes later. <laughs> yeah. That's gross. Like there's no, there's no other way that you can describe that. Like, yeah, that's just, that's, that's, that's toxic, but that's what, that's what sneaker culture is now. Kind of like it, it's, it's very frustrating. And, and it's like, you, you see people every day who are, are kind of, who really love this stuff man like people yeah. really genuinely love this stuff and it's just like at every turn it's like ah this isn't this isn't this isn't what it used to be and it's like like you said we're we're not getting that back like yeah the toothpaste is out the tube so like, <laughs> yeah. yeah i i i mean it's it's i can't tell you how many people i've spoken to who like yeah i i, I was i grew up being way into shoes, Russ, our buddy, Russ Bankston is, is I think kind of the foremost example of this, where he is as in tuned with sneaker culture over the years as just about anybody. And every time I hear him talk about it, you could hear that it like pains him that this is yeah. where it's gotten to, you know, Harrison, um, you know, wrote about how Nike, uh, Nike culture has really kind of lost its way and he if if harrison is writing something where he is pissed about it like that is he's spock so he doesn't get he doesn't get angry about anything right. this is about as angry i've ever seen him is is talking about this stuff and i'm sure for you like this is something that you've kind of devoted a, a major chunk of your lifestyle or your life to 
um, your life's work too. And, and it's, it's gotta get kind of demoralizing to where like, yeah, I shoe culture is great. That's a nice pair of shoes. I'm just never going to get them. So why should I even pay attention here? Right. It's, it's tough, man. Like you said, like Russ is, is the, Russ is a legitimate like historian with this stuff. Like he is just like, he's a treasure trove of information. Right. And like, when I'm talking to Russ, it's always like, man, like I really, it, it really pains me to see the way that he feels about this stuff now, because yeah. it's like, that's how I know that like, there's just not a ton of hope when it comes to this stuff. Like the, the, the thing is like, for me, I feel like, and I'll talk with Russ about this. It's like the, the power was always the consumers before, right? Yeah. Like we determined what was cool. We determined yeah. what was in, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't the brands telling us, yo, like these are coming out. Y'all should go get these. Mm-hmm. Like instead it was just us figuring it out, like just wearing whatever and, and determining if that was fly or not. And that's just not really the case anymore. Now it's always just the stuff that, that the brand kind point. of forces on to you, you know? And so it's, it's really hard to combat that without people as a whole being like, you know what, we're done with this. Like, we're not going to keep participating mm-hmm. in this abusive system that that these brands are are putting us through. Like, it, it's just not, it I just don't think it's music. realistic. It, yeah. it reminds me of music where like, you know, some artists would come out, a Bieber song would come out, and I wasn't the biggest Bieber fan or whatever, but every time you turn on the radio, you were just getting mashed upside the right. head with Justin Bieber. That's and it's it like, I don't, I don't want to hear this right now. Can we, can we play literally anything else, <laughs> anything else, please? Right. Um, and, and that's kind of like you're talking about here with the, these shoes. It's like the Justin, the Justin Bieber of shoes just getting mashed upside our head and people feel the need that they have to know that Bieber song. They have to go out and buy that Bieber shoe. Right. And, and that, that's, that's, that's literally, that's literally what it is. And it's like, personally, like that's something that I try to combat by like, telling people about the things that that are going on behind the scenes with this shoe explaining Mm -hmm. like how this kobe thing is working and telling them that like yo like there's a real problem with with this stuff where like the 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 second story in the newsletter today was about benjamin kicks and um marcus jordan and the um the trophy room release Mm -hmm. that was a disaster that like allegedly like he was backdooring shoes to resellers and and it's like this is literally just like insider trading. Y'all. Like this is this is this is what it is. It's yeah. what it is. Shoes are an asset now. And if shoes are an asset, then that's what this is. You know, and and it's like it was like that Nike things. executive, right? The Nike executive's yeah, exactly. son was the the Joe and Ann Hebert situation. Like mm-hmm. it's literally that. Like you have a, a an executive at Nike and her son is using her card to resell <laughs> sneakers. And that's just like insane like that's yeah. that's insane it's given like, the amounts of money he was making too it is like it is something that <laughs> the government should well, probably get involved it's in it's like it's like at, at some point it's like they're, they're this this is something that like we're getting to a place where this needs to be regulated you yeah. know and it's like if that's not happening then i don't really see any any change coming from a brand standpoint but as far as what we can do like there are are different shoes that you can buy there are different things that you can be into you know, like you don't have to only go for for the off whites and the Kobe's and and the um you mm-hmm. know the Union twos or whatever that come out. Like there there are different things that that 
look just as fly in my yeah. opinion and so like if you go for that stuff in, instead like may, like it's nothing wrong with, with going for these releases occasionally but like if you're just if this is all you're doing if this is the only thing that you're participating in is these these hype collaborations and these drops and, and everything like that then like you are doing yourself a disservice and you're also doing the culture at large a disservice because that's that's literally not what any of this is or has ever been about yeah yeah it's like getting in line to buy a camry i feel like with with a lot of these <laughs> shoes it's like I, I promise yeah. you you can get that camry somewhere else man it comes Dude. in different colors too Seriously. Um, all right i want to i want to kind of segue over uh you and i the last time you and i spoke we we were talking about the russell westbrook dynamic how it would go and uh you know, I was I was gonna say like let's lighten the mood here a little bit. It will it might be it might lighten the mood from your angle because you just get to laugh a little bit. I, I just get to keep, <laughs> just keep keep hurting myself here with the pain. Um, what was it like watching watching uh, Russell Westbrook go to L.A. and and uh, you know you know how you knew how much support he was going to have in the city, the amount of leeway fans were willing to give him, and yet it still wound up being an unmitigated disaster. Did you see it? ever reaching that point yeah i can't say i saw it ever reaching that point like i didn't think russ was going to be good yeah in la but i i didn't think that people would like grow to dislike him at all which like it seemed like by the end that was was kind of the vibe like i don't know i don't know if that's accurate if you would say yeah i mean there i would say the by the time that the season ended it almost didn't matter what he said in a press conference. People were basically just kind of rolling their eyes and just think, can we just be done here? Can, yeah. we, just, can we just be out of this? Yeah. 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 And, and, and like, I get it from a fan perspective because like, dude, like you are playing like garbage, bro. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody cares about what you did in 2016, bro. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like what you were doing with the wizards last year, like Lakers, like why would a Lakers fan care about that? Like, yeah that's not something that, that you guys would care about. But then like, at the same time, I kind of felt bad for Russ from like, yeah, the standpoint of like, man, like I, I know that when Russ gets the ball and like, he can play to, to his style specifically and not have to worry about everyone else. Like, I still feel like he's a pretty solid player. Like what happened in Washington? Like it was only a calendar year ago. So it's mm -hmm. like, I don't feel like he's that far removed to where like it's it's a, a situation where he couldn't recapture that. I just don't think that it it worked out with with the roster that the Lakers had, and that that was kind of the 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 biggest issue for me is is that it felt like okay, you've got LeBron and Russ and AD, and like LeBron's a solid shooter, AD can be a solid shooter at times. But like you, you, you are basically putting three non-shooting stars on the floor at the same time and telling yeah. them to work it out with with a lot of dudes who are on veteran minimum contracts. And it's like, I don't know if that's gonna work, man. Like I don't know. I just don't. I just yeah. don't think that's a solution. Well, it didn't. Anything. Yeah, it, it, it didn't. It didn't work out. Obviously, I can confirm out. that those uh, those <laughs> concerns were were certainly met. Yeah, I I agree. It. If it was ever going to work, the Lakers didn't do enough on the peripheries to, you know, put him in situations where it could have. And it sucks because, like, you're talking about from a few, very, very, from a very, like, human standpoint, 
Uh, you know he wanted to make it work in his, in L.A. with the team he rooted for growing up. You know, absolutely. Um, it, like he he took great pride in the fact that Kobe would go out of his way to say that yeah, this guy is that dude, and I hope that someday we get to see this guy in a Lakers uniform. And then to go from that to wherever the hell they are now, it's been <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw today that there were reports of of them, uh, or somebody said that they just should not trade him. And I was like, uh, you know, I saw I that know. too. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I feel like we're at the point of no return with this with this situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is where this is where. Look, man, the shoe doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the shoe like, doesn't. The shoe's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Yeah, I. It kind of sucks because, like, rest being good in L.A. would be so fun. Like, yeah, that would be amazing. Like, that would be amazing television. It would be like it would be amazing for the league. Honestly, like, mm-hmm. I really, I really wish that it could happen. But I just don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I it was funny. I was skeptical from the get go. I was never, I, I was never really for the move. And yet, when he wore that Lakers jersey for the for the first time. Because, you know, basically for the vast majority of his career, I did really like watching Russ play. Yeah. Like, he, he was an incredible, incredible player. Um, so seeing him in a Laker uniform finally was like, wow, that that looks pretty dope. Like, you know, sometimes the first time I saw Rajon Rondo in a Laker uniform, I was like, that's weird. <laughs> that's really that's, weird. <laughs> that's, that's really not, weird. <laughs> you know. Watch um, out, but it was weird. Yeah, well, Russ, Russ, like, it looked kind of natural. I was like, all right, yeah. I mean, we've been seeing the jersey swaps for, like, his the, right. his whole career. So I was like, all right, this is what it actually looks like. It looks pretty cool. And then, you know, that was the only good moment, really, <laughs> <laughs> from that season. Um, yeah. All right, bye. Well, I, look, next time I bring you on here, we're going to talk about something a little bit more uplifting. And, and um, maybe it can be either you or me finally you know winning one of these bids or something uh, winning one of these raffles we'll see man we'll um see. i it might it might just be me putting my name in for one of these raffles. i haven't even tried <laughs> i didn't even try i was telling Can't harrison i was telling harrison like you know i forget uh you know i think it was probably maybe a couple of years ago i was like yeah um i i I would like to go out and get some Kobe's. He's like, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> Don't try. <laughs> yeah. Don't even it's, attempt. So so hopefully, hopefully things change a little bit there. Now, do you think it do you think with the estate and Nike being on better terms that we'll get more releases? Cause that seems to be the only way that maybe some of this flips, but it's it just seems so it, it just went so poorly. They might I could see them both saying, like, yeah, let's yeah, like, I have away. no idea what the estate is. I don't know. Because it's like, on one hand, they're like, yeah, we really want people to get these shoes. And then on the other, it's like, y'all just let them drop these like this. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, I'm hoping that, like, at some point they figure out a solution. Like, personally, I think a, a really good solution would be to do some sort of pre-order system. Where, yeah. Like, you have a Kobe shoe in development and you're just like, okay, you guys want this enter here give us your card information yeah. we'll charge you however long down the line this may take like there are places that do that like telfar has done that um Ame leon door has done that with uh some new balance shoes gab did it with uh kanye and Dapper mm-hmm. Dan. so like that's a potential solution there i think and at least then you they they can't say oh yeah we had no idea how many people were going to get these yeah, shoes or like, I think, want these shoes. i think that's 
Like and and, and look, I don't if, if you do pre-orders, I still don't feel like everybody will get them because like you you yeah. still have like a limited, a finite source of materials to work with yeah. for these things. And like pre-orders sell out too, but like I also feel like that just increases the capacity of yeah. potential orders that, transparency. that you could take. Right, exactly. Like, it's like we said earlier, not getting shoes was always a part of this. Like that was you, you it didn't matter, if, you know, before the internet, there were plenty of times where I didn't get a pair of shoes. It sucked, but it didn't feel unfair. And I think if like right now, I think that's the big gripe is that it just doesn't fit. And, and look, I'm the person who says like, life isn't fair. Like it just sucks. Some, yeah. Sometimes it just sucks. But, but uh, it, it just, it just feels the game, the, the, the system feels so gamed right now. To where I, there are so many people that are just apathetic to it. And, yeah, it's like you don't you want know. to participate. Yeah, you don't want to participate. Can't blame right. anybody. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it here for this uh, this episode of the Anthony Irwin Show. Mike, plug whatever you want. So, for the win is where you can get his writing. Special delivery is on YouTube. The kicks you wear is his Substack at Mike D Sykes on Twitter. Anything else uh, specific that you that's want people it. to look for? That's it. You just for? did my job for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It, uh, follow me on Instagram, I guess. I yeah, don't know. Same it's, handle. It's great work. He does great work. Um, I appreciate you hopping on, Mike. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you.